Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. With you in the studio tonight is me, Bonnie, Riley, and Nikki. So I brought up this story from Reason.com from the January 1980 issue. Oh, wow. We're going way, way back. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't know that Reason was a thing in the 80s. I only, How? I wonder when they were established. I don't know off the top of my head, but I only knew that it was like older than the like website because we we actually did something kind of like this. Uh, Riley and I on Thanksgiving, we had a episode where we talked about the history of Thanksgiving. So like it was the same exact type of yeah. thing. It was like from the blah, blah, blah issue. But I'm not sure what year that even was. I think it was in the 80s, but this is in January 1980. That's before Ian was even born. Wow. <laughs> before the founder of the show was born. We're going way, way back. So do you guys know anything about Wilhelm Reich? <clears throat> that sounds familiar, but yeah, honestly, that does sound I couldn't. To me. I don't remember much about it or him or the so, person. He was a doctor. Oh, I, just really quick. Reason was founded um, in 1968. Oh, wow. Wow. I did not know that. But Reason is kind of a libertarian-esque, um, libertarian-leaning, if not actually like openly libertarian magazine. Their little um, slogan or whatever after the word Reason is free minds and free markets. So it sounds pretty openly libertarian to me. And we use them a lot of time for show prep on this show. But I was so I was telling my sister about Wilhelm Reich because I watched like I started first. I I've had heard of him for a long time. And I kind of felt like you guys just like, I know that name, but I didn't know why. And um, I read a book called The Secret Life of Plants last year that mm-hmm. I talk about all the time because it's just like, oh, my God, that was the most like influential book to me, at least that I read last year, because it was just like it made such a huge, huge, like perfect, you know, it made a good case that the government, they didn't like just call out the government, but basically like. People who have reason to not want things to change, like the systems and, um, you know, things that give them their power, like people in colleges, people in the government, they oftentimes will go after somebody who is discovering something, whether it's true or not, that changes the paradigm. And, and they don't like it when paradigms change, apparently. They don't. They don't like change. They haven't, you know, come to peace with the fact that change is a constant in life. Well, they like control. So mm-hmm. if something changes, it has to be, you know, based on their narrative yep. or in a way that gives them, them, you know, the powers that be right. more, more power, more and control. It's not always the government only, but a lot of times the government is involved, if not Oh, if you look deep enough, it's the where this leads to is like government yeah. control. And I feel like at this point, like government and at least especially in America, like government in like these mega corporations, um, like the, the one percent. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, universities like that is all kind of like conglomerately linked together, like or at the very least, they're all in bed together. Well, universities yeah. should be bastions of free thinking and learning how to critically think but you know today it's become less and less of that and more of like let's push a narrative they're state funded most of them yeah most most of them are state funded and even the private universe the private universities are 
oftentimes worse when it mm. comes to like pushing like the the communist um like statist narrative. Oh wow. Um just just in my experience like based on like the local colleges that I've known people that have gone to um like the the like community colleges and state colleges that I've been to were not as like commie as mm. the private schools honestly. That's surprising. I felt like I was only in college for part of a semester and I was like, nah, and I dropped out of it. But it was a community college in San Antonio and I felt like it was, I think it was just more this teacher, like my English mm-hmm. teacher, she was pretty calmy and would make just statements that sounded pretty calmy. But then again, the curri- curriculum wasn't necessarily calmy. So, yeah, but I, that was, you know, part of one semester. Um but the, the reason I want to bring in this story about Wilhelm Reich is basically he is a textbook example of, oh, you want to change the paradigm? Well, then we're going to destroy all your works and kill you to skip to the end. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert. Right. <laughs> but also just that there's just so much to learn about the way things are in this world from his story. He wrote the letter or the judge and said, I'm not showing up. Because you don't have the, you don't you don't have authority over scientific matters. Yeah, which is totally true. I mean, they shouldn't. Be, I don't right. know if they do legally or not. But I would I would think that the FDA should exist as an organization if it's supposed to exist. If we're going to have something like that in a free society, it should exist to make sure that you know people are putting safe stuff in their bodies. Now these organ accumulators, if they're if they're scientifically proven to work, then yeah, people should be able to use them. Well, I mean, it also, it, I mean, food and food and drug administration doesn't sound like a food, and it doesn't sound like a drug. Hmm, so, I mean, even just like at you know, like the simplest definition, I would think that they would not have authority to say one way or the other. I think that the reason that they got their little clause into this was because they have authority, quote unquote. They claim authority over. Medical devices as okay, well. Okay, yeah. Okay. And that's what they were calling it. So I don't know if these accumulators actually work in theory or whatever, mm-hmm. but I'd be interested to, since we have the ability nowadays, we could do scientific studies. And we should do scientific studies. we got to have, you know, control groups and things like that. And, you know, have a placebo box and have real boxes and have people try them out and see if they actually work. I think they'd be really cool to try. Right. Um, one thing about it is... We're going to get into the government went after him so hard and ended up destroying all his works that explain a lot of stuff that might yeah. be, you know, foundational to understand and how, how these things worked and how they're put together. Because he was like having them built, you know, I think that um, there was a little more to it than the way I described it just to try to give people an idea of what it was. Um, but the other thing about it is people are or the other thing I meant to say about that is people have been doing that kind of stuff. And a lot of people vehemently disagree that they work, but a lot of people believe that they do work. And we can get into like some other things that people have created on the same ideas, like following the same ideas of um, Wilhelm Reich. Maybe it's just placebo, but people should be free to have a placebo if they want to have a placebo. Right. And placebo is like, that's such an amazing thing your body can do. Oh, Absolutely. for sure. The, the mind is a powerful tool. I mean, yeah. if you believe that a sugar pill is actually going to cure you, then then wow, that's powerful. And and then your body does cure itself. Yeah, that's I just mean, kind of 
proof of the power of your body. Yeah. That's oh, the, yeah. the basis of manifestation in like every single thing in our lives. Like we're constantly like, it's not just like thinking it, it's like truly believing it. It's mm-hmm. the belief like that's how things actually work. Right. It says, on motion of the government, defaults and a decree of injunction were entered. The defendants were perpetually enjoined and restrained from committing the practices set forth in the complaint, meaning that he couldn't continue his work. It says, furthermore, all orgone energy accumulators were ordered recalled to the defendant's place of business in Wrangley, Maine, and they're either destroyed or dismantled under the supervision of the FDA. Additionally, in the words of the First Circuit Court on review of the lower court decision, certain listed descriptive literature pertaining thereof were ordered destroyed. The certain listed descriptive literature included all of Reich's published w- books, which were ordered withdrawn from the market and prohibited what? from further sale. But No, that doesn't sound like it. I, I mean, I believe it happened, but yeah. that doesn't... How is that allowed? It's crazy. How is that legal? Yeah, that you know what I mean? very much like States. government overreach. It sounds like a, an authoritarian Absolutely. government wants to control everything and say, hey, we got, we got to destroy this. It's too it's too dangerous. We can't have the public access. It this. literally sounds like something that the Nazis would do right. or like the Soviet Union would do. Like this yeah. sounds like communist dictatorship, totalitarian government actions. I mean, if you think about it, destroying the boxes is pretty, I, I think, terrible in my opinion. I think, But there are some people that might not agree with that. But I think most people would agree in the United States that it goes against everything that we're supposed to stand for to destroy literature. There's plenty of crazy stuff on the Internet these days that you can buy to supposedly cure certain things. So... You know, things bigger or smaller. Yeah. Well, like, it's probably all. And fake. I think um, or a lot of that. Yeah, and I think um, like nowadays, a lot of companies have to be really careful with making any sort of medical promises, mm-hmm. or you know, unless it is like actually proven and the FDA approves it. You know what I mean? Like they need to go through the proper channels because I know a lot of like vitamins and a lot of natural therapies that probably actually work, Mm -hmm. they can't make any claims like that on the packaging or in any of the commercial. Like They have to be very careful about their wording because the FDA will go after them. Oh, of course they will. And, you know, things have to be scientifically vetted, of course, but at the same time, you know, it's like, you know, if people want to have pills that supposedly cure certain things, people should be free to do that. It's it's their body, it's their risk, it's their choice. And... Basically, because of all this stuff that the FDA does, people, if they claim things, um, they went after Wilhelm Reich. They told him, you must recall all of your boxes, which he had given for free. Like, he wasn't getting, he was getting, like, donations to do this. He was not charging the people he was healing. Um, Because I'm sure this was, like, all part of his, like, experiment. I'm sure he was, it sounded like he was still in, like, the research phase of it, you know? Right, and also just... If you really care about, like, helping the world like he did, like, he wasn't really doing it for, like, he was already taken care of, and he was just doing it to, to heal people. Yeah. And um, so he had, a lot of these boxes were actually with the patients. Like, they were using it continuously. Mm-hmm. Okay. And obviously, that means they wanted to use it, and he was supposed to, like, call all of them up and tell them, like, hey, send it back to my lab. And he he ignored it. So, and, and all of his literature was um, 
told that it was going to have to be withdrawn from the market and prohibited from further sales. So that's where we were. So we left off in the last segment, but it goes on. This segment's called Book Burning Old and New. It says, Reich ignored the court injunction. Brought before the court on civil and criminal contempt in May 1956, he was found guilty by a jury of violating the court's prior order and sentenced to two years in prison. And that's the thing that sucks. Like, they'll they'll get you in prison by just basically something like this. Like, he absolutely wrote to the judge and said, listen, I am not coming because you don't determine, it can't be determined by edict what is true scientifically. I am not coming because you can't just... um you know, figure this out in court. Yeah, it should be the scientists and people who studied this sort of thing to look into claims like this and say, okay, this is true, this is not. So, yeah. It's not the government's job to do that for us. Exactly. So he wrote the government, or he wrote the judge, said that he didn't show up in court. The like, so-called he said judge he is not science anyway, so. And um, he, they found him guilty of, they didn't find him guilty of lying and tricking people who were sick no, they found him guilty of violating the court's order to appear. So yeah. that's how they get you. Like That's the thing, yeah. So they can't actually get you on what you really did, but they will punish you one way or the other. Right, or of they course. wouldn't the be able to. Rigged. The yeah. system is rigged against you. Like, how are they going to you know, get a jury to say, oh, this is completely fake and stuff like that if there's a he has like a whole bunch of people come in and testify like, I was sick, now I'm not, and I want to use this, it's helping me, and, you know? They they don't want to do things like that the way that it's supposed to, you know, the way that they tell us that their own system is supposed to work. No, they, they have to use these stupid little workarounds. So he got sentenced to years in prison. He appealed the decision, arguing that he was engaged in basic scientific research, which no agency of the government had jurisdiction to interfere with or control. The court replied that the refutation of this contention is Obvious from its mere statement, of course, the United States government has power to forbid and power to take appropriate steps to prevent the transportation and interstate commerce of devices of alleged therapeutic value if they are adulterated or misbranded, they said. I didn't really say quote because it, I don't know, was it obvious to me? But that's what the government replied to him. Reich's books were withdrawn from circulation and his magazine and Oregon energy accumulators seized and burnt in the pre- and by the way, it doesn't get into this in this article from the documentary I watched. This was the FDA going above and beyond the order. Like it was ordered that his books be taken out of circulation and not um, printed until the like further in the future when things could be like figured out, whatever. But the FDA went above and beyond, went to his place where he had all his stuff and all his employees, had them come with him with multiple tons, I think six tons of literature books instructions whatever where he had written stuff down and they burned it like that's how you know that they don't want you to know something caller um i think that it's mark Uh, what's on your mind hello my name's mark i'm from western pennsylvania i'm really enjoying the the conversation um i wanted to 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 ask um in the last 50 years i'm an old cranky man um I've noticed that, you know, if there are things out there that really work that would heal us and make us better, you know, health-wise, medical, um, um, bodily, physically, spiritually, whatever, they, things are kind of poo-pooed. 
And then there's all these snake oils that I, maybe somebody who has a lot of money, they're, they're putting these, I don't know, this is my, my conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. putting these, these snake oils into existence. Right. But um, I, I think about that lower, too. Wouldn't this lower the chance that, that they can make, whoever they are, can make big profits? I mean, American Medical, they have to, they have, they have all these student loans and they have to, you know, and they only treat the symptoms. And then insurance companies, insurance companies don't cover the doctor I go to, and he does muscle testing. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but in the future, can you, you know, tell us about muscle testing? And because it worked for me. I don't know I'm much about that- it, but I know what it is. It's isn't it like basically? Well, do you know what it is? I I've, it's a gift. I think people have a gift that can do it. Hmm. I, I'm not sure, but this is what my guess is. Like, I'm pretty sure it's like they will like lift your arm up and you say like, my name is Mark because your name is Mark. And then they'll tell yes. you to lift your arm up and say, my name is Nikki. So, and then th- you can't move your arm. That's what I was thinking as well. Um, I've done yes, something yes. like this before. I forget what the woman was calling it, but it was a woman that went to my kickboxing gym and she specialized it. She called it something else. Though. I wish I could remember what she called it. I'll look it up on the break. Hmm. But um, is that basically like what you're talking about, Mark? Yes, ma'am. Thanks right. for taking my call. Well, thanks so much for calling. So Very interesting call with with things like muscle testing and foot zoning and energy healing. Maybe these are just placebos. But Mark is saying, "Hey, this is working for me," and he should be allowed to have whatever placebo he wants. But that's the thing. Like, what is just a placebo? For I all feel like I know, everything is a placebo, yeah, honestly. I, I, the medicine I agree with that. that like, yeah. You know, the medicine that they use on us at a regular hospital could like, be just a placebo, quote-unquote. Sure. Quote, and let's, let's get really controversial here and talk about chemotherapy. So, to me, chemotherapy is a literal poison for the body. So, if I developed cancer and I were to get receive radiation or chemotherapy like the traditional like modern medicine um solutions or cures Mm -hmm. for cancer uh, or therapies for cancer i would probably get really really sick and die Mm -hmm. but for someone who like wholeheartedly believes that that is going to cure them that might actually cure them right you know what i mean and i I, and i think this can be you know extended to like every single thing in life like our beliefs and whether and these are like oftentimes very subconscious things like it's not always like in our conscious mind but like our our beliefs based off of like or from early stemming like ch- into our childhood all of these like foundational beliefs like all of these environmental factors that create our core beliefs like deep deep inside of ourselves that is kind of what creates our reality yes so to our speak. beliefs you know what i mean our beliefs shape our reality definitely so it's like if i just to give an example like if i were to think that like money is bad and i don't deserve money because of like things that have happened in my childhood or yeah. whatever like all of these like deep core seated beliefs that i have about money i'm always going to be poor and i'm never right. going to be abundant but if i grew up in a family that had you know a very you know, healthy relationship with fa- with money and I kind of, you know what I mean? Like those sort of things is going to attract everything into our lives. So I think like the, the true deep core beliefs in regards to literally everything, health, wealth, you know, you know, like 
what type of car we drive, what kind of house, like what kind of partner. How we show up in the world. How, yeah. What like kind of this, partner we have. Absolutely. Our relationship yeah. with that partner. Right. Yeah. All sorts yeah, of like, things. Yeah. Because that's the thing. Like, you know, like, you'll have somebody who's like, wow, like I'm, I'm always attracting these jerks. Like every single guy I date is a jerk and I've had like six ex-husbands and I'm a good person and I have a positive outlook on life. Like, why am I attracting all of this crap into my life? It's completely subconscious. Yeah. We also had Ricky on the line. Ricky from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. You were getting into the third section of the 14th Amendment. Was that it? That's correct. That's correct. And I might as well start from the beginning. Basically what it is, is it was enacted this piece of garbage in 1867. I think President Jefferson Davis's name, I sure, came up. And the idea here was is that members, people that were of the Confederacy could not be president. Now that's added to the list, that you got to be 35 years old, and also that you got to be free. That's a good one that was made by Thomas Jefferson. Fix Alexander Hamilton, no doubt. But that being said, it is a piece of garbage. But now it's here. And what I find ironic about it. What do you, what do you, when you say it's here, what do you mean by that? Well, they enacted the damn thing. I mean, what, I mean, now here's the thing. Now I'm sitting right here with my battle flag on. Just that alone, I assure you, that thing would pop up if I'd run for president. But that ain't never going to happen because here's the other thing it was created for. After the war, it's created to. You swear to that. See, Ricky for the Commonwealth can't swear to that. Can't be president. Couldn't be a U.S. senator. Couldn't be a congressman because I'd be swearing allegiance to the union. We can't have that, can we? Now, what is that's the, the big thing. I think it's talking mm-hmm. about his Civil War battle flag. Is this the battle flag? It's not the um, Southern Cross. It's not the same thing, right? It is the same thing. Oh. I wear a three by three one with a border. It's a good one. $256, no doubt. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, it's the same one. Uh, Captain Kickass pointed it out, and he's right. It is the same one. And one of the few places you see it is on the hood of the General Lee from the Dukes of Hazard. Oh. That's the right flag, not the square one with so, no border it's the same Not the thing but one with no border okay the i see it here one with no border is the one for the navy yeah anyway, i looked this up before aside. yeah i looked this up before when you brought it up before but i couldn't exactly remember it's basically the confederate flag but it's more of a square and it has this white border on the outside and why is exactly. it called the it's battle square. flag it's a battle flag in north virginia that's the one that the flag bearer would carry literally in battle That was the flag during the Civil War, not the other one. Hmm. That was there, too, but that was for the Navy. But anyways, back to the the 14th Amendment. See, the way I see this here, it's really funny what's being said now, what Republicans are saying. I mean, it's here. I mean, they put the damn thing in there. And, yeah, Colorado's now saying that Trump... Is is Outski from the yeah yeah we're going to get into that it's really right you know you know what's really funny about the whole thing now that being said just like things are uh, we are a republic after all and you got the union so that being said now Colorado says now that is an impact on others now it is going to go to the Supreme Court and they're going to throw in the garbage can because they're they're just they're just corrupt there's six of them six of them are corrupt. Three of them are court uh, appointees by Trump. But the funny thing about this that the other Republicans are saying, and these are ones running for office, they're saying, hey, you know what? The people should vote him out of not being president. I'm like, wait a minute. This is your damn happy U.S. Constitution we're talking about. See what I'm talking about with these guys? Well, so let me just explain to the callers. So 
Um, we haven't gotten into it yet, but we do have this story that Riley brought in. Apparently, the Colorado Supreme Court has kicked Trump off the state's 2024 primary ballot for, quote, violating the U.S. Constitution. He's and supposedly, it has, right, right. Trump supposedly committed an act of insurrection. And yeah, it says the ruling marks the first time a 14th Amendment challenge to Trump's candidacy has been successful. And it's pretty crazy. It's strange that you think it would like right. be all or nothing when it comes to that? I would do it. Me just wearing my battle flag would do it. Long live the Confederacy. Now, that's oh, I see what you're saying. So you're saying that they would they would probably kick you off the ballot just for the same type of thing. Well, thank you for the call. Or I guess, yeah, they could in theory. So this is from NBCNews.com. Colorado Supreme Court kicks Trump off the state's 2024 primary ballot for violating the U.S. Constitution. In a bombshell decision... Colorado Supreme Court on Tuesday ruled that former President Donald Trump's candidacy in the state's primary next year is prohibited on constitutional grounds. The first of its kind ruling stems from a lawsuit that focused a little known provision in the 14th Amendment of the United States, uh, sorry, of the United States Constitution. Similar challenges in other states have proven unsuccessful. Well, a majority of the court holds that President Trump is disqualified from holding office, um, the office of the president under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment of the United States, unquote. And that's what the Colorado, (laughs) oh my God, that's what the Colorado ruling said. Because he is disqualified, it would be a wrongful act under the election code for the Colorado Secretary of State to list him as a candidate on the presidential primary ballot. But it does make me wonder, like, can people just do a write-in campaign for him? Oh, I'm sure they could, and they probably will. Probably. So he just can't be listed on the ballot. Which really does hurt his chances, because as we yeah. know, people just go and choose the name that they think looks best or something. Yeah, they pick and, the yeah. R or the D. Right. Well, I guess for the primary, there's, you know, you get a few R's hmm, right. to choose from. Yeah. But. Says, in its opinion, the court explicitly stated that Secretary of State Jenna Griswold may not list President Trump's name on the 2024 presidential primary ballot, nor may she count any write-in votes cast for him. Whoa. Oh, yeah. That doesn't seem, that, that doesn't seem constitutional. Right. That's a little concerning. Like, why? That's going even further. Like, why shouldn't people be allowed to vote for someone? It's crazy. So, it's, is it's Colorado crazy. a swing state? I don't know. I, I think, I think Colorado I'm just primarily votes Democrat? to the left. Yeah, I think of them as so, Democrats. Okay. Because I was reading... just wondering if, because cause if they, we all know, like, the the um these elections are, like, so close, especially for, like, the, the final presidential election. It's like... Right, right up there, like neck and neck, fifty fifty most of the time. Like mm-hmm. within a few percent is how which which way it goes. I right, mean, it's a huge state and it's populated on like you know like yeah. Montana, which so, is the same. So my point it. is, if they sabotage him on this one state, that could be the make or break whether he wins or loses the primary. Right, like all like maybe all it would take is one state and since it might it's be always that, so close. You know, it might be really they might have done this very um, strategically. Like maybe they were looking like they were going to vote for Trump and, you know, it's pretty big yeah. state. So they have more, um, I forget what they call it, but more of the, like the electoral college. Yeah. Electoral college. yeah they right. have more, more of those. More votes in the electoral college. Yeah. I don't know how Which is so dumb. That. The electoral college shouldn't it's crazy. be a thing. I did not know how that worked when I was a kid. It was really not until I was like almost old enough to vote that I learned that you don't just count how many votes actually yeah, I got. Think- 
voted. I, I, I learned that at some point in public school, they taught us about the electoral sure college. And I, I just did. remember it like being did, really like, like internalize it. Yeah, yeah. Like it was just really complicated the way they explained it. And we were all yeah, like, it's, it's really, it does complicate the electoral, the election process because you have certain representatives from certain states and it's based on yeah. population size. So yeah. states like New York and California definitely are going to run the elections a lot Absolutely. more heavily than states like Montana yeah. or Idaho it, or uh, Pennsylvania. It, it seemed like it might have made sense like 200 years ago. You know what I mean? Uh, I but it doesn't make sense anymore. I don't yeah. think. It's kind of like what you were saying earlier. Like if we're going to do this whole song and dance, just do it right. Like if, it, yeah, if we're like, going to be a democracy, it. It, should be a, yeah. it, it should be the majority. Not that I really think that that's a good thing. But, but if we're going to do it, if, if if they are claiming that this is a democracy, right? like if we're going to do it, let's do it. Let people vote for who they want to vote for and just count how many votes there are. And the main thing that I did not know was basically there is this like they're not they're not mandated to vote the person, whoever it is. That is this electoral college person who puts in the vote isn't mandated to put in the one who actually won their landmasses vote yeah like oh, yeah they vote for whoever they want they could end up doing that like every yeah. single time yeah. i think in history they've basically always voted for who their area voted for um but they don't have to and that's no. so weird yeah like that makes it even crazier um but it says in its opinion the court explicitly stated that oh yeah i just read that the court put its decision on hold until january 4th to allow for further appeals so i guess it's still Kind of up in the air, but if it doesn't get appealed by January 4th, which isn't that far from now, it might uh, be set in stone. It also said that if the matter is pursued before the U.S. Supreme Court or before, yeah, pursued before the U.S. Supreme Court before that date, the pause will remain in effect during that time and Colorado will be required to include Trump's name on the primary ballot pending action by the Supreme Court. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. 86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. From The Guardian, Satanic Temple condemns vandalism of its statue by Christian military veteran. Is this the one in, oh, yep, in Iowa, Iowa State yes. Capital? This is a huge story last week. This We can get into the story, but it's an illustration of freedom of religion. Right. You know, the Christian world loves to tell how they're all about freedom of religion, but let's get into the story and we'll we'll discuss the freedom of religion that they supposedly believe in. I wish that I had thought to bring up this tweet. I saw a tweet by a well, I guess it's not called tweet anymore. Ugh, I hate I hate that. Yeah, um, it's frustrating. No, it's still I'm still tweet. calling it Twitter it's fine. and it's, tweet. Yeah, no, I I hate it. Apparently, you know, Elon Musk changed the name to X dot com, just the letter X dot com, and that's yeah. so stupid. It is um, stupid. So. I just saw a funny headline. Funny to me because I guess I'm a child. But let me move on to this one. It says, Satanic Temple condemns vandalism of its statue by a Christian military veteran. 
Michael Cassidy arrested over tearing down of satanic altar, a symbol of human humanism and anti-authoritarianism at Iowa Capitol. And the, and the thing I was going to say I wish I had thought to bring up was there was a state rep of Iowa who was a Republican that actually and a Christian who was actually defending this thing. He was saying, listen, I think it's disgusting. I hate it so much. He's talking to his Christian followers. And he was like, but the thing that we need to understand is if we have the power to tear this down, well, Satanists have the power to keep God out of, you know, people from praying in schools, stuff like that. You know, like, I don't and know that's if that's the, the example that, gave. that people don't realize. Is he really had a good understanding of, like, When freedom. you prohibit someone from having a display, if, if you believe that you have the right, let's say that you want to put a statue of Jesus Christ in your state capitol building. What if I want to put a statue of uh, a jaguar with horns or, or, or tail and call it Mother Ayahuasca? <laughs> I mean, what right that's do you have seen, to... something you've seen, Riley? What's that? <laughs> I was joking. I was like, is that something you've seen? <laughs> it seemed really not, specific. But, <laughs> but it's just interesting. Like, why can't I do that and you can have your statue of Jesus? I mean, we have this warped understanding of what freedom of religion is in America. People think that freedom of a lot of Christians really think that freedom of religion just means like I'm free to be a Christian and Everyone forget else everything else. Right. Everybody else. No, that's not the case. Well, let's get into it. I, I agree, Riley. It says the leader of an organization whose satanic altar at Iowa's state capitol was torn down by. And the thing is, what back when I read that statement, that was all I knew about this. I didn't hear about this um, update that it had been torn down says um, it was torn about down by a Christian military veteran on Thursday has dismissed the vandalism as a real act of cowardice, which is a great way to put it, you know. Oh, yeah. Being afraid of new ideas, kind of like the book burning we started off talking about at the beginning of the show. Um, By the way, I'm going to put the, that whole article about Wilhelm Reich that we started off with in our all of our social media. I'm going to try to post that today because it was just really long. And I feel like we had a lot of good things to say about that story, and so I just kind of wanted to move on. So find it at social.freetalklive.com, which links us to the Mastodon server that we have. Yes, thank you, Riley. I always forget to kind of give that one out. Yeah. So yes, it was an act of cowardice is what the um, the organization, I guess it wasn't necessarily the satanic, maybe the satanic temple is the organization they're referencing. So it says, there's a certain point, this is a quote. This is, there's a certain point at which we need some adults in the room to tell people what liberal democratic values are, what their value is, why we uphold them, what they're good for, and they need to stand up for these values or we're going to further degenerate in our polarism towards autocracy, the co-founder of the Satanic Temple, Lucian Greaves, said. Well, I wonder if his name's really Lucian. Sounds like Lucifer. A little bit, yeah. Lucian Greaves. Oh, Lucian. That's probably what it is. Because there's like the name Lucius I've seen, but I've never seen this. Yep. The Satanic Temple obtained permission from Iowa's government to erect a statue of a goat-headed figure at the state capitol in Des Moines, along with the group's seven fundamental tenets, which call on members to act with compassion and empathy toward all and declare people's bodies as inviolable. And I think that's how you say that. The statue, uh, sorry, the statute and its association, it does say s statue, but the statue and its association with the Satanic Temple ignited a fierce debate over the breadth 
of the U.S. Constitution's First Amendment, which provides Americans their core freedoms of speech and religion. If I were a Satan worshiper, which I'm not, and I wanted to have Satan in the public square, along with your Jesus statues, and you come to me and says this is blasphemy, I want it torn down, then I'd be like, you know, I have the freedom of religion. And that's what these people are saying, and it's actually yeah. kind of a little bit sad for them. I, I mean... I don't really care about anyone's like religion, like to that d- degree, to the point where I'm like, I just feel s- a little sad for these people that like they did something non-violent and it was destroyed. Like, gov- property is something that I take more seriously than religion. I'll-, I'll say it like that. You know, Bonnie, are you familiar with the parable of the wheat and the tares and the New Testament that Jesus told? I know that it's like, um, it it, it started like, <laughs> I just know that it is now a thing that people use as a. Like, he'll separate the weave from the shaft or whatever. So, I'm using this as an example because here we have, so the parable goes that this farmer is planting wheat in his field and the story is that this enemy comes along and plants weeds in there when mm-hmm. it's probably just natural processes. But regardless, this, the, the wheat and the, the weeds are growing together and the the servants of the farmer are like, well, what do we want, what do you want to do about this? And the farmer's like, well, let's let everything grow together, and eventually we'll se- we'll separate them out. Mm-hmm. And so my attitude is, why not have Christianity and, and Satanism exist in the same square? Let's let if there is a god, let's let God sort it out. Right, and it's kind of like, you know, wouldn't God have? I hate to use these kind of arguments. Like, it sounds like I'm being like an atheist. I'm not an atheist. But I think that if your God was the way that... If if God was the way that Christians, God, you know, Christians Bible and stuff describes them. And, you know, a lot of early Christians didn't interpret the Bible this way. But it's now been decreed that they must interpret it this way. That there's really an anthropomorphic God out there acting the way that the Old and New Testament describe. Well, especially the Old Testament describes. Well... If that's how it is, don't you think that God could do something like, you know, strike down the statue? Sure. I mean, if if God was so offended by the statue, why didn't God take care of themselves? It's just kind of hilarious, honestly. But moving on, it says the founder of the conservative group Turning Point USA, Charlie Kirk, hailed Cassidy as Satan Slayer on Thursday. No, oh he actually just like broke a statue yeah, and that's pretty it. much broke a statue no Whoa. satan slayer wow it says he pledged ten thousand dollars to cassidy's legal defense wow mm. way to what? defend an actual criminal who actually broke property yep. and not be and like also, a good like, person at all what a waste of ten thousand dollars like you're just gonna throw that in and the trash just, like that like, it's just criminal mischief it's not like some big deal and he's not gonna win like he's gonna have to plead guilty he did it yeah you know it's so stupid Criminal mischief isn't, like, going to put him in jail, I don't think. Unless he has, like, a huge, you know, history, I guess, whatever it's called. Um, history of committing crimes. I can't think of the word that is. It says, Greaves insinuated that Cassidy's actions were a little more than... So, it didn't even say who that was, except back at the very beginning of the story. But Greaves is that Lucian Greaves person who works for, or is part of the Satanic Temple. It says, Greaves insinuated that... Cassidy's actions were little more than cowardice dressed up as heroism by an aspiring politician. And that's a great way to put it. It's acting as if they're standing up for us when they're really yielding to the whims of an uncomprehending, undemocratic mob, which is kind of the case. Like if if you believe in democracy and all this stuff that you say you believe in, that, 
the founders, you know, if you believe in what the founders intended, which includes democracy, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, it's not very democratic and it is very, um, well, uh, but a mob, undemocratic mob is a little bit of a oxymoron too, because mob rule is democracy. So, you know, the first amendment to the United States Constitution, at least the part where it talks about religion, says that Congress shall make no law establishing a recognition of religion, basically. And so I would interpret that as, you know, it's not up to Congress to say this is the right religion of the land. It's the Christian nation. But instead, they should leave that up to the states and the states should adopt. In my opinion, they should continue to adopt that clause because it's important. David in New Mexico, bet you didn't think I'd answer that quickly. What's on your it, mind? It's a record. It's a record, <laughs> Bonnie. That is, that is the record. I think so, too. And oh. I have a... Uh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, but what's on your mind? But, uh, a couple things. One main thing. But uh, first of all, I have uh, a a new word for you that I think you'll enjoy. I think it's called... Uh, I think the captain calls these uh, portabellas or something. Portmanteaus. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Portable. Portmanteau mushroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come off quickly. The, how, how, you were talking about the... Satan, Satan, Satanist, Satanism, and you were talking about the state. How about Satanism? There you go, Satanism. Apparently, um, what is his name? You guys have a similar voice. Um, Ernie Hancock, he created Satanism.com. Like, he has the the domain name or whatever, Satanism.com, and it's it's a great one. Darn it. I, yeah, I, sorry, David. I guess you don't get that one. Don't worry. I, I believe you that you hadn't heard it from him and that you made that up yourself, though. I think it's a pretty good one. It was, he was probably, I, I hear him from time to time, so he probably said it and it was probably in the back of my head. And yeah. Then, uh, and then the fact that you guys were talking about the state and Satan and the state and, and Satan and the state and it just came <laughs> came together. Yeah, but it, yeah. he is on LRN.FM and he's um, on the radio during the Free Talk Live slot. On Mondays. Yep. In case anybody's wondering who the heck we're talking about. Is that all you had for us today, David? No, no, I, no, I got more. But first of all, who, who is she? The, who? Oh, who Nikki? About? The, no, 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 no. The the Free Talk Live slot. No, Ernie Hancock. I, I don't even Freedom Phoenix. Yeah. Um, oh, it's it's Declare okay. Your Independence. Freedom Phoenix is his Yeah, website. that's, yeah, the Declare Your Independence. Got it. Okay, all right. Yeah, if I said um, she, so- I didn't mean to. No, that's okay. That's okay. I, I mean, Ernie is a beautiful you. name for a woman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ernest. Yeah, yeah, Ernestine. Ernestine. Um, <laughs> you, you guys like secession, so I want to riff on the secession thing and combine it with something you said earlier. But I want to interject also that I, I would beg to differ. I think that the majority of the people that were here at the founding of this country, uh, and and well before the founding of the country for you know fifty, a hundred, one hundred fifty years. I think that the vast majority of them uh, would consider themselves to be Christians. I also think that uh, <clears throat> that especially after the founding documents, that they probably, after debate, probably would have allowed uh, a uh, uh, Satanist display uh, if they were also allowing, um, you know, like Ten Commandment displays, that kind of thing. I think they probably would have allowed that, you know, after they debated it. But you guys are a fan of secession, right? Yeah, oh, yeah I don't absolutely. Think, I don't think we said anything, like, against that. Like, I really don't know. I didn't, like, claim to know that. But but in the article, it did have something where, like, a conservative said, the the founders would never have allowed this. So maybe that's what you're applying to? 
Um, yeah, well, it, there was two parts there. So one, I, I think he's wrong. I think that the yeah. founders, like I said, after a debate, probably would have allowed it. And and um, I'd agree um, with that. I, oh, pardon. I, w- I would agree that they would allow it after some debate. I think there would have been a, a major discussion. It would have been a contentious discussion for sure. Right, but the, the other the other part of it was something that you guys did say. Uh, some one of one of you three had, or more than one of you three had mentioned that um, uh, it, the, the the nation wasn't founded as a Christian nation. But I think the people that actually founded it would argue that that it actually was. But they but they weren't they weren't disallowing other religions, and that's why they threw in the protection there. Even in to paraphrase what I think they were thinking. They were probably thinking something to the effect of, well, you know, we are a Christian nation, but we don't want, like happened in Europe, the state and the church ganging up together on the people and declaring that you must be this religion. That's entirely and possible. So, yeah, I mean, they did know. reference God in some of their documents, so it is possible. I just don't, I think exactly what you're saying, that they wouldn't have put, like, the First Amendment the way they did if they intended for other religions to be disallowed. Right. So, so uh, moving on to the moving on to the secession thing, I want to riff on. You guys are a fan of that, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And 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 the freedom that secession provides, and and so I want to challenge you on uh, something you had said. Um, the uh, about the it was the uh, the uh, electoral college, and and you weren't you weren't a fan of it from what you're saying, but I want to argue the other side and see if you'll come my way a little bit. The, you, you like you're a fan of secession, you're a fan of freedom, and you are because, like, if New Hampshire were to secede, then the the rest of the states, the rest of the uh, people outside of New Hampshire would would less be able to tell you in New Hampshire what to do. Is that kind of it? That sounds like my position. Okay, and um, so the, the the electoral college, if you if you study it, analyze it. It helps to actually protect what you say you value because it's it, when the country was founded, it was kind of like secession in reverse. Gigi in South Carolina, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Good evening. Hey, I agree with everybody for a change. It is a refreshing change when David from New Mexico right. calls with an intelligent contribution of a positive <laughs> nature. Hallelujah. Now, here is a great civics lesson for all my fellow listeners out there in radio land. As a former political science professor and hardcore board member of the Miami ACLU chapter, never should you see on the steps of any courthouse, state, municipal, small claims, appellate, federal, or other, any type of religious symbol, whether it's satanic, Jewish, Catholic, Protestant, Muslim, Hindu, Buddhist, nothing, nothing, nothing. That reinforces separation Mm. of church and state. That reinforces checks and balances. You want to celebrate? Celebrate publicly, privately, on public property or private property. So, and Gigi, that's my contribution. 
Thank you for the contribution. I do have a question for you, Gigi. Yes, sir. You've said on the show that you're Jewish. You you wouldn't want a Jewish symbol on a government no, property? No, sir. Not on the courthouse okay. steps. As a matter of fact, permit me an extra moment to share yeah. a personal story just about that. Sure. Almost 10 years ago, I got married in a civil ceremony to my husband, who was also Jewish. We were both married in a civil ceremony. We had to go to the Charleston Courthouse in downtown Charleston to get our marriage certificate. The fed, excuse me, the judge that my husband clerked for after graduating Howard School of Law in D.C., married us. It was very special to us both because Jeffrey had a wonderful, special, professional, and personal rapport with the judge, and he was the first African-American judge appointed in South Carolina, we don't have judges elected, to the probate and mental health courts. Mm. So it was very special to us. When we entered the courthouse, I had only been living in Charleston for about six months. Our anniversary is December 30th. What do I see inside the courthouse? Oh, my goodness. I was going, can't flush the potty. You have to speak like a lady. Shall we say I was going ballistic. And I kept telling my husband, what is all of this? I saw Christmas trees next to each clerk's window. I saw big Christmas trees all decorated by the escalators. Hmm. So me and my big mouth, I admit wholeheartedly, (laughs) went up to one of the, I don't know what he was. He looked like an usher in a red sports coat standing by the escalator. I said, why is there so much Christmas symbols all over a public governmental entity. So he said, "Lady, it's Christmas. What's wrong with you?" My <laughs> wow. my husband got nerve my husband got nervous and pulled on my dress and said, "Gigi, be quiet. Let's go get our certificate." <laughs> I was livid and to this day everybody all the hosts and everybody listening, I still have a problem with that. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't want to see anything. And you know what? For many years, I worked as a researcher for the Attorney General Civil Rights Division in the state of Florida when Jeb Bush was governor. And, excuse me, what was very interesting was that when Charlie Crist took over as governor for one term in Florida... As a Republican, he had a mezuzah on his door entering his main office in the state capitol. Is not the governor's mansion, one but of those the clay? state capitol building. It's like those clay things that are closed up. by the ACLU who filed suit. Get rid of it. No huh. religious symbols. How do you like that? And I was totally okay with it. I mean, it yeah. makes sense, right? Like, I don't feel like it is the place for any that's sort of right. religious symbols. I mean, like, if it was Put his it office, I think house? that's one thing, but... Right. But when you're so working for... Thank you, tonight. Gigi. 
we're talking about this story from ABC, Nikki, you said? Yep. Yep. ABC Action News. So this is a story about a gentleman whose daughter was placed for adoption without his knowledge or consent. Um, and he's currently, this is like the um, like the outline of him being interviewed by uh, a reporter at ABC. Mm-hmm. So uh, his daughter will turn two in January. Martelis took a picture with his child's mother two days before she gave birth. Hands on her, talking to my daughter through her stomach. You know, I was there. I was with her, Martelis said. We had her name picked out and everything. So this guy is like, and then uh, below it shows a picture. The picture in question a couple days before she gave birth. Um, okay, like touching it, her stomach. Or yeah, something. yeah. So it looks like they're a couple at this point. Um, and essentially, he was completely blindsided by what wow. happened next. Hmm. So uh, pictures then turned to panic. Martelis said, "The day before their daughter was born, he texted to ask if she was going to the hospital the next day. She said she thought so. He responded by asking if she was going to come outside." When she was going, no response. That doesn't really make sense. I think I don't what they're what... trying to say is that she didn't respond to his texts on whether she's yeah, yeah. But I don't know what they mean what... by um. He responded by asking if she was going to come outside and when she was going. Oh, okay. So he was just asking when she's going to the hospital. Okay. I know. I wonder why I said um, outside. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so I don't yes. really know exactly what that meant. But then Martelise said. I was told that my daughter passed away. Oh my god. Oh, wow. In a court filing. Yeah, this is quite quite the quite the journey. Um then Martelise, oh, in a court filing Martelise said the mother of his child told him the child had died due to sudden infant death syndrome, also known as SIDS. Hmm. I couldn't accept it. I needed to see Martelise said. I'm going to hospital. And they're calling security on me because I'm here looking for my daughter and I can't find her. Hmm. Then nearly three weeks after their daughter was born, the mother sent two texts to Martelise. I have her and I got the baby. So this is a, a big difference from one second she's dead and then one second he, oh, I've she's got her. Yeah. sending, oh, I've got her. I have the baby. It that, seems like, is this guy possibly a get into it? Is he kind of like mentally disabled? It seems like... I, it's a little weird, like the way he talks and yeah. Though I, I, I also think the uh, article's kind of written a little weird, but yeah. Um, but it's like it's a little weird. It's like I I was in love with her, and she's like, does, I don't know. Does yeah, the, like why wouldn't he be at the birth? Yeah, like, like why wouldn't she want him there? Where maybe was she? They, like, maybe they weren't together. The the picture mm. kind of made it seem. I mean, he's touching her belly. Um, the picture kind of looks like. They're, I mean, it's not a very good picture, but it it mm-hmm. looks like they would be a couple. I mean, like, I wouldn't want someone touching me like that if they weren't the father of my child. You know what I mean? I mean, he is obviously the father, but, like, if we weren't in a relationship, yeah, but yeah. maybe, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. But it, it seems like they probably aren't in a relationship based on, like, why wouldn't you want him there? Like, that's yeah, kind of right. weird. And why would you lie to him um, about giving it away? Yeah, that's... But, yeah, the whole thing is very strange, so... Does the article get into why the mom gave the child away? Well, let's find out. Okay. That news marked the start of a new nightmare for Martelise with him texting her, I want to see my baby. I found out from a CPS lady that there was a baby that was born, a newborn that was still alive, and I reached out to see... 
I reached out to someone that worked for her, the adoption agency that she told me about, Martelise said. I felt like, okay, well, I'm the father. I'm her dad. I can take a test. I can prove I'm her dad. My daughter's alive. Martelise is fighting for custody while the child is with protective adoptive parent, uh, pros- prospective mm-hmm. adoptive parents through the agency Heart of Adoptions. According to court documents, the day after his baby was born, before he, he said he even knew it, the mother consented to adoption and named Martelise as a man who might have interest in the minor child. Shouldn't that be like, okay, well, then they, the baby doesn't get to go anywhere until Martelise you, says so? You'd think so, but she so didn't weird. list him on the birth certificate. Oh, okay. And, um, wow. And this this is why I brought this in because it really just dives into how fathers have no rights and yeah. it's awful, awful. And I think it's 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 worse if you're not married. Mm-hmm. So, court documents show the adoption agency said the termination of parental rights was not required because they were not married. Mm. Wow. He wasn't listed on the birth certificate. Wow. Was not on the punitive father registry a little-known state registry for fathers to claim paternity and had not paid a fair and reasonable amount of living and medical expenses in connection with the pregnancy and birth. So wait, he huh. was on that list or he wasn't? He wasn't. Oh. So you'd think like his DNA would be enough. Would be enough. Right. Like he's yeah, her father. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.